Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf 83, Daf Pei Gimel of Mesechta Psachim. And there are many inyanim on today's Daf, um, burning Korban Pesach, where the owners were Tame that we began discussing um, yesterday. We had that machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka about does it require Ibr Tzura or Yisarif Miyad. So we're going to continue on that machlokas. Shimush binosar. That's an interesting sugya that has to do with the bones. The marrow that is in the bones. So the marrow is technically edible. The thing is that you can't, you're not allowed to break the bones. The Pasuk says, Ve'etzim lo sish biruvo. You're not allowed to break the bones of the Korban Pesach. So, Mimela, you're stuck with marrow in the bones. That becomes noser. We're going to discuss that a little bit. Burning sinews of the Korban Pesach. Touches a shtickle on Dennis's kasha. Right? Dennis asked the Gavalga kasha in WhatsApp the other day about the Giranoshe by um, uh, Korban Pesach. So we discussed the Giranoshe, and uh, of course, you're unable to eat the Giranoshe when it comes to Korban Pesach. Um, and at the end, sort of the dessert of the daf is going to be burning noser on Yom Tiv, right? So the Mishnah had said, that whatever's left over, right? We said the atzomos, the gidin, and the noser, you're going to burn on the 16th day of Nisan. Not on the 15th, which is the first day of Yom Tif. So we're going to discuss that inyan as well. So a lot of inyanim on today's daf. You know, the mice, remember my friend who used to play basketball um, during, during Babylon Talmud? So I've been recording very early in the morning so that I, 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 I figured out that he doesn't play basketball at 4.30 in the morning. So I figured I better hop around. So I've been doing that. Um, so that hasn't been so much of an issue recently. But we learned in the Gemara the other day that it's better not to do work on Friday from Minchan onwards. So I've been trying to, you know, do that and... Um, Stop working on Fridays for Mincha. So I've been recording Babel on Talmud in the afternoon and I've been getting an earlier start on my work so I could hop around before the Mincha and then try to do other things in the afternoon. And so I looked outside the window now to see, I was hoping that the basketball court still had some snow on it, which would make it difficult for him to play his games. And luckily it does. So. I hope that he's keeping himself occupied in other ways, which would be very nice. Anyways, with that uh, lengthy introduction, let us begin. Andaf Pebez, Amud Bez, um, four lines from the bottom of the Gemara of Reb Yochanan Amar, Afla Achar, Zrikanami Machlokas. Wow. So it says Reb Yochanan that there's also Machlokas even after Zrika. Can somebody remind me what this is talking about? Because I don't know. The last thing that we discussed yesterday at the end of the daf was that Rabbi Yosef says that the machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yochanan ben, Bro- ben Broken. What, what, what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says that Nitmu Shemesu. If the owners of the Korban Pesach they become they became tummy or they died. To So you wait for until there's Ibratsura, right? So that you have the Korban Pesach basically wait overnight and then the next and then. Well, then the next day you would burn it, but because the next day is Yom Tif, you don't burn it on Yom Tif, you burn it the day after that on the 16th day of Nisan. It says, if you open them in broker, you can even um, um, burn it immediately. 
Rav Yosef essentially, you know, ultimately said at the end of the day yesterday that um, the machlokas is davka before zrika Saddam, right? When the when the owners became tame or they died before the zrika Saddam, which means that already there was never a time when you were able to eat the Korban Pesach. And as we know, eating the Korban Pesach is very important. As we learned the other day, for example, uh, if the meat becomes Tameh, even though the Chelev is still Kayim, which by other Korbanos would be okay, by Korban Pesach it's not okay. Because it's important that you be able to eat the Korban Pesach. And therefore, in a situation where the owners became Tameh or they died before the Zerika Saddam, that there was never an opportunity, there was never a point where the Pesach was able to be eaten. Um, so, meaning that it was Ro'i Lachila, because the Zerika Saddam never happened, they became Tameh or died before then. So, in that case, Rabbi Yochanan Broka says that it would be Psulo Begufo, and you, you would have Yisarif Miyad. However, the Tanakama says, um, and like we saw in that Brisa, that Bedam Vibailim, and it has Ibertsura. So that Machloka says Rav Yosef is Davka before the Zrika Saddam when there was never a time that it was Ra'ila Achila. Um, however, if they became Tameh or died after the Zrika Saddam, that there was already a point when it was Ra'ila Achila, so everyone agrees that the Tumah that happens after that would be considered like a meta kind of thing. It's not an issue in the Korban itself. It's an issue in something that happened after the fact. And Everyone would agree, even Rabbi Yochanan and Baruch would agree, that um, you wouldn't burn it immediately. You would have Ibertsur, you would wait for it to kind of change overnight, and then, then you would burn it after that. Um, now, says Rabbi Yochanan that actually the Machlokes applies even after the Zerika Saddam Kilu. If the owners became Tameh or died after the Zerika Saddam, so, and it was Ra'u Achila already, still Rabbi Yochanan and Baruch would say, that you would burn it immediately. Okay. Now, Rabbi Yochanan Amr says the Holy Rabbi Yochanan, Aflach Zrika Nami Machlokas. So, the Machlokas between the Tanakame and Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka is even after Zrika Saddam, even when it was already Ra'ul Achila, still, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka would say, you burn it immediately. As though it's a psulo begufo. Vaz Rabbi Yochanan the time, and Rabbi Yochanan is consistent with his reasoning. Dama Rabbi Yochanan, that says Rabbi Yochanan the following: Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka, Rabbi Nechemia Amu Davar Echad. That Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka and Rabbi Nechemia, meaning Rabbi Yochanan is saying that Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka and Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Nechemia, of course, we said his name was Rabbi Nehorai, right? Right? They called him Rabbi Nehorai because that he was uh, very light, full of light in halacha. I think we saw that Masech the Shabbos and Dav Kuf Mem Zayin. So, Reb Nechem Yomud Ovar Echad, they said one thing, Reb Yochanan Ben Broka Adamaran, so Reb Yochanan Ben Broka, that which we said, i.e. that even at a point when um, the animal was Ro'i Lachila, even since there was nobody to eat it practically, you can burn it. Okay. What's the case of Rabbi Nechemia that we're saying is the same thing as Rabbi Yochanan and Broka? Ditanya, as we learn in a brayser, Rabbi Nechemia says Rabbi Nechemia, "Mipnei aninus nisrifa zo lachachnem arka ele baninus kalacher zrika havya bchiyistruf lachel lachel istruf." What is this talking about? 
So remember we re- referenced this dialogue that happened between Aaron and Moshe. Um, so I, I had said yesterday that it was during the Miluim. I looked it up uh, again today in a little bit more detail. It actually was right after the Miluim, right? So the, so when they um, constructed the Mishkan for a week before uh, the inauguration of the Mishkan was the Miluim when Aaron and his children were sort of inaugurated as the Kwanim and Moshe did the service for those seven days. Then on the first day of Nisan, was the, um, for the first 12 days, they had the Korban Anasim. I think that was then the Chanukah uh, Mishkan. So, and I guess the Chanukah Sam is Be'ach as well, I guess. So, and then a different Nasi brought a Korban every single day. So that day, Rosh Chodesh Nisan was Taka Rosh Chodesh. And it was the Seir Rosh Chodesh, the, 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 the Korban Chatas that is brought in every Rosh Chodesh of which Aaron and Moshe had this dialogue because Aaron burnt the uh, Rosh Chodesh offering, he didn't eat it. And then uh, Aaron and Moshe have this dialogue. Moshe says, Aaron, why did you burn the Korban um, Chatas? How come you, born, you, you burnt the Rosh Chodesh offering? And so says Rabbi Nechemia, basically Aaron said, I burnt the Rosh Chodesh offering because I'm an Onin. Now, right, because this was right after Nadav and Aviyu, his two children passed away and they weren't yet buried. So now, in general, a Kohen, who is an Onen, right? We learned about Onen already back in Mesech the Brachas. What was it? The third parak of Mesech the Brachas, we talked about Onen. So, um, in general, a Kohen who is an Onen is unable to do the service in the Beis HaMikdash. However, a Kohen Gadol who is an Onen is able to do the service in the, in the Beis HaMikdash. However, He's unable to eat the Corbin. So therefore, what Aaron responded to Moshe is, he says, look, I'm a Kohen Gadol. I'm allowed to offer the Corbin as an Onen, and I did. I offered the Corbin Chatas of Rosh Chodesh as an Onen. However, I can't eat it. So since I can't eat it, I burnt it. And therefore, that's very similar to this Corbin Pesach. That basically the owners brought it, they did Zrika Saddam, everything was cool, but then they died. And Lamai said, there's nobody to eat it. So it says Rabbi Yochanan and Broka, you burn it. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is saying that the machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Broka and the Tanakhama is even after Zrika Saddam, and that makes sense because Rabbi Yochanan also says that Rabbi Yochanan and Broka and Rabbi Nechemia say the same thing, and therefore we want to say that these two cases are analogous. Aaron burning the um, Korban Rosh Chodesh by the Chanukah Samishkan, because even though it was a kosher korban, there was nobody to eat it. And also, this korban that became, this korban Pesach, that the owners died or became Tameh after the Zerika Saddam, that also, it was Rory Lachila, but there's nobody to eat it. In both those cases, we burn it. Got it? Good. So it says, uh, the Gemara, two lines from the bottom of Pebes and Mudbez. Ha! <laughs> We're 12 minutes in and we're not even on our daf yet. Tell me about it. I had the same experience when I was, when I was learning it uh, last night. Oh my gosh. Man, these dafs, man, when you're like learning and learning and learning and you're not even on the page that you're supposed to be doing yet. Yeah, it's intense. Well, I don't know. Hopefully it'll move after this, I guess. Reb Nechemia Ma'i, so what's Reb Nechemia Detani as we learn in a price of Reb Nechemia Omer says Reb Nechemia Pnea Ninus Nisifazo that the reason why the Korban Rosh Chodesh was burnt by the Chanukah Samishkan and that dialogue between Moshe and Aaron 
The reason why Aaron burnt the Korban was Ninus because he was an Onen. And while he was allowed to offer the Korban as an Onen, since he's the Kohen Gadol, nonetheless, he's not allowed to eat it, and therefore he burnt it. Lechach or Ko'ele, that's why it says Ko'ele like these, meaning referring to the death of Nodav and Aviyu. Ve'aninus and Aninus, i.e., the Kohen Gadol offering a korban as an onen, where the korban is is mutter, but uh, the, there's nobody, but you can't eat it. So that is similar It's similar to the owners of the korban pesach dying or becoming tamei after the zrika sadam, where the korban itself is kosher, but there's nobody to eat it. and we see that in the Mishkan, when Aaron burnt the korban, he burnt it immediately that day. You saw if miat. So we see that Rabbi Yochanan and Broka also must hold that even when the Bailim become Tommy or die after the Zrika Saddam, still um, you would burn it immediately. Rabba Mosifafa Biosa Glili. Rabba adds another Tana <coughs> who would hold like Rabbi Yochanan and Broka, and that is Rabbi Yosea Glili. No, what does he say? The Tana is within the Bais Rabbi Yosea Glili Omer. Period. What is this talking about? <laughs> Each <laughs> every few lines like unpacks the whole sugya. Anyway, so so there's a pasuk um, that says "V'chochatas to sheyuva midama el ol moed lechaper b'kodesh lo seyachol beishti sarif." Korban chatas needs to be in the Azar, not in the Heichel, not like in the Kodesh, but in the outer area by the, by the Mizbeach HaChitzon. That is where kind of the Korban Chatas hangs out. Now, if you take the blood of the Korban Chatas and bring it inside to the Heichel, that's a problem. You're going to have to burn the Korban Chatas. Here's the thing. Yosea Glili actually says that that Pasuk is not talking about a Korban Chatas. That Pasuk is talking about, um, 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 what do we call it? The, the, um, those are things like par elam davar shul tzibur and uh, par uh, what's it called par koin amashiach I think so yeah I believe so or the nashia right or nashia shiriachta right right those things they're like three korbanos par elam davar shul tzibur which is basically when the um the the you know uh, like Sanhedrin rules that something is permitted and the whole nation does like that and then it turns out that it was actually prohibited so everybody kind of messed up together or if the Kohen Gadol needs to bring a, a, a Korban or if like the king needs to bring a Korban these are examples of a Korban Chatas that instead of uh, you know throwing the blood on the outer Mizbeach or you know even placing it with your finger so in this case you would do the Avoda on the inner Mizbeach on the, on the, on the Mizbeach Aktoris that was Taka in the in the Heichel and and what so so Rabbi Yosei Aglili says that this pasuk which says that the blood of a korban chatas that goes inside of the heichal you have to burn he says that that pasuk actually isn't talking about a korban chatas it's taka talking about these korbanos parim davishot zibor parkoin mashiach you know the 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 the, the korban for like the nasi asher yechata. So let's read that again. So It's talking about the, these, these, oh, right. And then there's another part of this, which is that you burn the Korban entirely, right? So if you have, let's say, a Parhelim Davashot Sibor, when every entire congregation messed up, so you, you kill the thing and you put its blood on the Mizbech Akhtaris and then you schlep out the entire animal outside of, um, outside of, uh, Jerusalem and you burn it there outside of the Machane. So now nobody eats it. 
So what it's saying is that Lisof Psuleina Beisabir. But if they become Pasof, if they become Tommy or something, so then you burn it by the Beisabir. You don't take it outside of the Machne, you don't take it outside of Jerusalem, you just burn it like where they burn the Psulea Kodshim. That's what, then that's what we learned from that Pasof. Okay. And also to say that if you do eat it, then you're going to be violating a prohibition. Okay. Amulo. So they said to Rabbi Yosei Aglili, well then, from where do you learn a korban chatas that its blood was brought into the heichal? How do you know that that's a problem, right? Meaning, if you look at Pashub Shat in that Pasuk that Rabbi Yosei Aglili wants to say, he's talking about these uh, Parman Asrafim, Siriman Asrafim. Pashub Shat in the Pasuk is that if a korban chatas, the blood goes inside to the Kodesh, to, to, to the, to the Kodesh, to the to heichal, uh, you have to burn the korban. So they say to Rabbi Yosei Aglili, so then, New, do you learn that out somehow? Like, what happens if you take the blood of a cor- of a korban chatas into the heichal? What happens? So he says, Amrlein. So he says that we talk and learn it out from the dialogue between Moshe and Aharon. Hey, lohuva es dama el hakodesh penima. Right. That what does Moshe say to Aaron? He says, like, what what happened here? How come you burnt the rosh chodesh offering? How come you didn't eat it? Did is it possible that maybe the blood went inside to the heichal and that's why you burnt it? I.e., the implication obviously being that, well, if you would have brought the blood into the Heichal, you would have to burn the Korban. So Rabbi Yosei says, look, I learned out that halacha from the dialogue between Moshe and Aharon, and therefore from the other Pasuk I say it's talking about Sirim Anasofim, Parman Anasofim, Sirim Anasofim. Michal ihi, implying that if the Korban would have um, left the Azare, Inami Ayodama, or if the blood would have been taken into the Heichal, Bisreifa, you would burn it. And Rashi points out, so what do we see? So we see that the blood, if it goes into the, um, Heichal, so then, uh, you would, so then you would burn the, um, so then, so then you would burn the Corbin. And Rashi says, and therefore the, what, what, the, what Rabba wants to learn from here is that if just like the blood, right, we saw that like the blood and the bilem are things that are considered kind of more meta. And we're saying over here, if the blood, the Pasuk is saying that, uh, meaning Rabbi Yosei Aglili is learning out from Aaron that if the blood would go into the um, Heichal, so then you would burn the Chatas. And, and therefore, just like the blood, if it went into the uh, Kodesh, so then you uh, would burn the Korban. So we want to say that the same thing, that that's also right compared to the Bailim, that also if there would have been a Psul by the Bailim, also in the case of the uh, of Aaron, so then also um, you would burn the Korban Chatas. And that was an example by Aaron where it was a Korban that was Ro'i, just there was nobody to eat it. And we're saying that it would be burnt. Therefore, we'd want to say that the same thing... Um, would apply so 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 that would therefore be the same thing by uh Corbin Pesach, just like Rabbi Yochanan and Broca is saying that you would burn the Corbin Chatas um anyway, you burn the Corbin Pesach immediately, right? In the situation where the Zrikasdam already happened and then the owners became Tame, you would burn the Corbin Pesach immediately um even though it was Ra'ui La Achila since there's nobody to eat it. So Rabba wants to argue that Rabbi Yosei Aglili, since he's learning out that the blood of the Korban Chatas that goes into the Heichal, he's learning out from the uh, Korban Chatas that was burnt by Aaron. And we want to compare 
say that blood is sort of a meta kind of thing as well as bilim. So if he says that by the blood you would you would burn it, so also by the bilim you would burn it, um, even though it's talking about a korban that was like ro'ilachila. So Rabbi wants to say that Rabbi Yosi Aglili would be on the same page as Rabbi Yochanan and Broka. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Yochanan who doesn't include Rabbi Yosi Aglili. So sover damu vaser chada milsei bailum milsachrisei, where Biochanan um, would say no. When it comes to like the meat of a korban, when it comes to the blood of the korban, that that's one thing. And if that would kind of you know leave where it's not supposed to go, so then you would burn the korban. But the bailum you wouldn't necessarily burn the korban for, according to Biosi Aglili, and um. And, and, and therefore we don't know that he would necessarily agree with Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca. Alright. Very good, because after all, Rabbi Yosei only mentions the blood. He doesn't specifically say the owners. Uh, alright. Yeah, that was kind of like, uh, a shtickle involved over there. Let's go right to the next Mishnah. Ha'atzamos ve'agidin ve'anoser. If you have the bones of a Korban Pesach, okay? Ve'agidin and the sinews of the Korban Pesach. Vanoser, as well as um, the noser, any any meat from the korban pesach that that wasn't eaten by the end of the night, yisarfu b'shisha So then they got to be burnt on the sixteenth, right? Meaning um, uh, these things that are that are that are left over. So you have to burn them, but you don't burn them on the fifteenth on yom tif. So you burn them on the sixteenth. If the 16th, however, was Shabbos, so meaning the first day of Pesach was Friday, the second day of Pesach was Shabbos, so then you're not going to burn these things on the 15th, which is the first day of Pesach, which is Yom Tif. You're not going to burn on the 16th, which is Shabbos. So you start from Yudzayin, so then you burn them on the 17th. Because burning the Zinyonim is not Doche Shabbos, nor is it Doche Yom Tif. All right? Says the Gemara. Now this is very interesting. Very interesting. Let's read that again. He says, Atmos Kodshim, the bones of Korbanis, Shashimshu Noser, that they sort of serviced Noser, that they worked on the behalf of Noser, I don't know, gave benefit to Noser. They make your hands, Tommy, I think to be like a Shani. Since they, became, they were like a base for something that's also. What does this mean? It means that, well, the marrow that's in the bone is technically edible. I don't know if I've ever eaten bone marrow. Like, I, I think I've seen people do it. You just like scoop it out and eat it, I think. But anyways, that is um, like edible. So it's food. And therefore, it's a, if it's left over, that's considered no, sir. And if it's no, sir, you have to burn it. You can't get any benefit from it. Anything like that. So we're saying that even the bones, if you didn't eat the marrow, well, then the bones are kind of like storing the marrow. And the marrow is no, sir. So just like you have to burn the marrow, you also burn the bones that were like serving as a, you know, sort of a clee, sort of like a context for this marrow. So you burn the bones as well. Interesting. Now, so let's say that our Mishnah supports the assertion of Rav Mari Bavu in the name of Rav Because what does the Mishnah say? That the bones, the sinews, and the noser, 
you have to burn them on the 16th. Now, what's the deal with these bones? How come you have to burn the bones? If you're going to say, well, they don't have any marrow in them. Well, if that's the case, then why are we going to burn them? If there's no marrow in them, so who cares? It's just bones. Why do you have to burn bones? It's not no sir or anything like that. What's no sir? Of course, I think I just said it. No sir is, is any meat or anything that, any edible part of the Korban Pesach that was left over and not eaten before the end of the night. So Najdinu. So just throw them away. Meaning, if the bones don't have any marrow in them, so then who cares? So Elipshita these Bumah. No, it must be that the significance of the bones is that they have marrow in them, and marrow is considered food. And because you're not allowed to break the bones of the Korban Pesach, so Mimela, you can't eat the marrow, the marrow is by definition going to be left over, and you're going to have to burn the marrow, and you're also going to have to burn the bones. The question is why. Now, so I, under, I can understand this if we say that, um, you know, serving no sir is a problem, right? I.e., that since the benefit, since the bones are sort of serving as, as an encasing for the marrow, which is no sir, if we say that it's a, that that's a problem, so then Now I understand why you have to burn the bones because they were a bosses for the noser. But if you say that um, sort of serving as a basis for the um, for for noser, in this case the marrow is not a big deal. Well then, lamulu Well then, why do I have to burn the bones? Just after the fact. Break open the bones, meaning you can't break the bones when you're eating the carbon Pesach, but wait till, you know, after you can no longer eat the carbon Pesach, when it's, you know, the next day or whatever, or since it's Yom Tov, maybe the day afterwards, break open the bones, remove the marrow, v'nisrfei, burn the marrow, v'nashdinu lididu, and then you can do whatever the heck you want with the bones, throw them somewhere, whatever you want. Why do you dafka have to burn them? They're not noser. So meaning, so elalav so rather, it must be that if our mission is saying that you have to dafka burn the bones like you burn the noser, it must be that, well, uh, since the bones are give, supporting a, be, uh, serving as a basis for base for the marrow, which is noser, so therefore we treat the bones in the same way as we treat the marrow and you have to burn all of it. So therefore, our Mishnah must be a support for Avmari Baravua, who says in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak, that shimush noser milsi, that um, give, serving as a base for noser is going to be, um, you know, I guess a problem, and you have to burn it. Amre lo, they say no. The Tan of our Mishnah does not hold that shimush noser milsa is an issue. Lolam emalach shimush noser lav milsa. Really, I'll say that shimush noser is not. A problem. Well, then, how come you have to break? How come you have to burn the bones? Because over bow, that when it says ve'etzim losishbru bow, that you don't break the bones, bekosher va'filu bepasul. It means not only by a kosher korban pesach kilo when you're eating the korban pesach at night, you're not allowed to, you know, on the night of pesach, you're not allowed to break the bones. But even va'filu bepasul, even when it's pasul, even you know the next day when the marrow is no, is no sir and and you can't eat it anymore you still are unable to break the bones. And for that reason, you can't break the bones. There's going to be marrow in there. You just have to burn everything. But it's not because the bones are a basis, are a base for the marrow. No, it's because the bones have marrow in them and you can't break the bones to remove it. So just taka burn the whole thing, Lamaisa. I feel a bit possible. 
And the Gemara says, what do you mean? Even if the korban is possible, even once the korban is possible, you're not allowed to break the bones. We learn in a Mishnah. Where's this Mishnah? Uh, later on. Okay. Oh, talk it tomorrow, apparently. I know it's in a few places. I'm a little bit nervous to look. Oh, yeah, it looks like a taka might be a Mishnah tomorrow. Uh, what do you want me to tell you? But I was nervous to look because I thought I was going to lose my place, and I certainly did. We learn in a Mishnah. Somebody who leave, leaves over of a Torah uh, korban, and somebody who um, breaks the bones of a Tame korban, he doesn't get Malchus. So meaning, right, if it says, it says don't break bones, I guess that would imply that you get Malchus if you do. But we're saying that if you break the bones of a Tame korban, i.e. Apostle korban, so then you won't get Malchus, which seems to imply that, well, seems to be saying that if you break the bone, that you're allowed to break the bones of Apostle Corbin. And if that's the case, then how can we explain that our Mishnah is saying that you're not allowed to break the bones of the Apostle Corbin, therefore you have to burn them? No, it depends. Our Mishnah is talking about a regular Corbin Pesach. A Corbin Pesach that you ate at night, everything was cool, nothing went wrong, and now it's Pashat the next day. You have marrow in the bones. It's no, sir. You're not allowed to break that. And meaning it had a shasa kosher. There was, there was that whole, at night, it was kosher the whole night. Only once it became no, sir, it became a problem. So in that case, you're not allowed to break the bones. When the Mishnah says that you're allowed to break the bones, that you don't get malchus for breaking the bones, that's talking about an animal that became uh, possible even before it ever had an opportunity to be kosher. Maybe, you know, before Zerika Saddam. So in that case, yeah, you could break the bones. But our Mishnah, we could argue, is saying that uh, you know, you're not allowed to break the bones because you're not allowed to break the bones. The mamela there is marrow in them. Since there's marrow in them and you can't get it out because you can't break the bones, you just have to burn them. Okay? Fine. But it's not necessarily teaching that, you know, if there's a bosses for the, for the, for the no, sir, it's a problem. Who's the Tane who makes this distinction between when there was a Shasa Kosher and when there wasn't a Shasa Kosher, when there was a time that it was a Kosher Korban and a Korban that never had an opportunity to be Kosher? So, we say it's Taka Reb Yaakov, the Tanya, as we learn in the Bryce of Etzim, when it says in the Pasuk, do not break any bones from the Korban Pesach, Bo, be Kosher, below be when it says Bo, don't break the bones of it. It's talking about Davka, a kosher Korban Pesach. It is not talking about a Apostle Korban Pesach. Apostle Korban Pesach, you're allowed to break the bones. Rabbi Yaakov Omer says, Rabbi Yaakov Shasa Kosher If you had a Korban that was kosher at one point and then later became Apostle, Yezbo Mishum Etzem, then you're not going to be allowed to break the bones. Lo Aisilo Shasa Kosher, if it never had a point where it was kosher, there won't be any issues with breaking the bones. Rib Shimon Omer says, Rib Shimon Echodze Vechodze, Ein Bom Shim Etzem, whether it had a Shasa Kosher, whether it didn't have a Shasa Kosher, um, it's okay. You, you could break the bones. Tais Vesas, isn't that the same thing as the Tanakama? He gives an answer. I didn't really look into it. There's an answer. You could look. It's in the Tais Vesas Diba Maskal Rib Shimon. We have a kasha. We have a kasha against Rav Mari Baravua, who said 
that yeshimush binosa that there's an issue of um you know g- giving support for noser now why do we have a a, a question because of verse that says call atmos when you have bones of a of a of a korban ain't unin sreifa you do not need to burn the bones of kachim khutmi atmos pesach the exception being the bones of a korban pesach the bones of a korban pesach you do burn like we said in our Mishnah. Because we're concerned that, well, if you don't burn them, then people might end up breaking them and it might become a mess, so you burn them. Now, what kind of bones are we talking about? If we're talking about bones that don't have any marrow in them, well, then why would you have to burn the bones of the carbon Pesach? What's wrong with bones? The only issue with bones would be if there's marrow, which is no, sir, but if it's somewhere where there's no... no um, um, marrow. Then what's the problem with the bones? So the east So must be talking about where there is marrow in them. Now And if it enters your mind that shimushnosar that serving as a base for the nosar is a problem, well then Well then how come the regular korbanos you wouldn't have to burn? What about Shimush Nosa? What about the fact that they were giving support to the marrow which became Noser? So rather, it must be that from the fact that you don't have to burn the bones of any Korban other than the Korban Pesach, it must mean that there's no problem with the bones being a base for the Noser. Um, Rav Nachman Ba'itzak, we're going to see two different answers. One by Rav Nachman Ba'itzak, one by Rav Zvid, who has been showing up recently. Who's Rav Zvid? Maybe one of these days, We'll learn something about Rav Zvid together. Just like we learned about Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, a few things, Masech Shabbos. You know, only after the fact, I'm realizing that Masech Shabbos had a lot of really interesting uh, little tidbits. It was very difficult, Masech. There was a lot of Tumah and Tara in Masech Shabbos, but there was also a lot of interesting tidbits, like the fact that Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, was described as Mari de Uvda. Yeah, he had a very good Midos. We also had that interesting story about uh, that his mother, I think what, he was born in like a certain like um calendar whatever like month celestial thing or whatever so uh so his mother like always made sure that he was like always wearing a yarmulke said he would fear god and one time his yarmulke fell off and he like went to steal a like dates or something you guys remember that so this is of nachum by yitzchak maybe one time we'll learn something about rizvid so or maybe if we learn something about him and i just forgot let us know now omr of nachum by yitzchak says of nachum by yitzchak the mari de uvda so Rav Nachman Yitzchak says that the Ukimta in this Brisa where it says that by other Korbanos you wouldn't have to burn them but by Korban Pesach you would have to burn them is when you found that the bones were already cracked open and the marrow was already removed from them. So now when it comes to regular Korbanos that there's no problem with breaking the bones and taking out the marrow when you're eating it well then um so I'll assume that if I find the bones of a regular Corbin, other than the Corbin Pesach, and they're broken open, and the marrow is gone, I'll assume that the marrow was extracted in the course of eating the Corbin Pesach during its allotted time. No, not the Corbin Pesach, the other Corbanos that we're talking about. I'll assume that the marrow was extracted while it was being eaten, and the marrow never became noser, and there was never an issue of Shimush Nosar by these bones. That's why you don't have to burn them. 
Whereas Atmos HaPesach, the bones of a Korban Pesach, the Eshben Mishim Shvirosa Etzem, that you're not allowed to break the bones while you are eating it. So Amor I'll say, Levasudin Avunosa Udichatzinu, that it was only after, you know, you were no longer able to eat the Korban Pesach, and once the marrow was already considered to be no sir, that you removed the marrow because you didn't break the bones while you were eating it. And at that point already was considered shimush nosar, that it, that it was a base for the for the marrow, which became nosar, and that's why you have to burn it. So Rav Nachman Baritzlik says, I could talk or argue that even within the context of that price, so you could still make the argument for shimush nosar to say that it's a problem, that the reason why you don't have to burn the bones of the regular korbanos is because it probably wasn't nosar. You probably ate the marrow while you were eating the korban. Whereas by Korban Pesach, since you're not allowed to break the bones, you can't just assume that uh, the marrow was extracted while you were eating it, and therefore you have to assume that the marrow was only extracted later, once it was ready, no sir, and that's why you have to burn it. Rav Zvid Omar says, Rav Zvid, Hachab Mayaskinon Kigon, Shemutson Tzvurin Tzvurin Umeyan Chalutzin. So Rav Zvid says it's talking about where you found all these bones piled up, and sort of the top layer the marrow was already extracted from. So now, So once already you, see, you, you looked at the top layer of the pile and you see that the marrow has been extracted from them, you can assume that the entire pile, um, the marrow has been extracted from and that the, whoever was eating the korbanos ate all the marrow and everything and there's no, uh, uh, no sin, you don't have to burn anything. Whereas, but the, the bones of the Korban Pesach, where you're not allowed to break the bones, well, even though the ones on top were all, the marrow was extracted, you have to be concerned that maybe the top layer, sure, the marrow was extracted from, but maybe the layers underneath, the marrow was not extracted from, and, and it would be Shimush Noso, and you would have to, have to um, burn it. So therefore, um, so, so, so that's enough, Kamina. That when it comes to these other korbonis, you wouldn't have to like look through all the, uh, all of the rest of the pile. You wouldn't have to burn, you know, you can just assume that it's all, all the noser has been extracted. You don't have to burn anything. Whereas by the, um, Korban Pesach, you would taka have to, um, look through the whole pile. And if there was any noser, you'd have to burn the bones. The interesting nafkamina between Rav Zvid and Rav Nachum Yitzchak is that according to Rav Zvid, if you found all the bones where the marrow was extracted, then you wouldn't have to burn them, right? The only concern is that meaning there's no issue with the ones that are on top that the, that were the marrow was already extracted. The issue is that maybe the ones underneath the marrow wasn't extracted, and those you would have to burn. But if the if the bones were if the marrow was extracted from all of them, right? The bones were broken, the marrow was extracted, so then you wouldn't have to burn. Whereas Rav Nachman Baitzla said even in that case you would have to burn it because you have to be concerned that that. Um, they were only extracted after once already they were no sir. Says the Gemara, Amr of Yehuda, Amarav Kolagidin Basur Chutzmigide Tzaver. Says of Yehuda in the name of Rab that all of the sinews of an animal are considered basar. They're all considered meat, food. Chutzmigide Tzaver. The exception being the sinews of the neck, because the sinews of the neck apparently are very hard, and therefore um, you know people don't eat them and they're not considered basur. They're not considered meat. Tanan. Now we learned in our Mishnah, the bones, the sinews, and the noser, 
Yisarfu b'tazayin, you have to burn them on the 16th day of Nisan. Now, Hani gidin echi dami, what gidin are we talking about? What sinews are we talking about that you have to burn them on the 16th? Ilema gide basar, if we're talking about just regular sinews that are part of the meat, well then, nechlinu, just eat them. They're like meat. So v'idi itoser, Hainunoser, and, and if you left over these sinews, well then that's really no different than no, sir. Like why would you have to give them their own special attention? Meaning, and this is what's sort of going to be important in trying to understand this Gemara over here, is that we're looking for things that already may ikara, milichatchila, we knew that you're going to have to be burning these things. For example, the bones. We know that you're going to have to be burning the bones. There's marrow in the bones, you're not allowed to break the bones, and therefore you're going to be burning the bones. We know that in advance. We know that in the case that there is no sir, if you leave any, over any meat, we're going to be burning that. What is the case of these gidim, of these sinews, that already in advance we know that we're going to be burning these sinews? And we're saying that if, it, if it's just regular sinews that are together with the meat, well, you may, end, you may as well just eat them. And if you don't eat them, well, then, it, then that's no sir. What, what kind of sinews do we already know, milichatchila, that you're not going to be eating them and you're going to be burning them? So... So rather, it must be talking about these sinews in the neck. That the sinews in the neck are very hard. They're not edible. And therefore, um, we know in advance that you're not going to be eating them. And if you're not going to be eating them, then, then you're going to have to burn them. But like we kind of know this already. There's no question about it. Therefore, we give it its own special attention and saying, Oh yeah, those gidim you're going to burn. Now, now, I understand if you say that the sinews in the neck are taka considered basar, well then, amtulachi ba'isrefa. Well, that's why. Well, if you're not going to eat them, you're going to have to burn them. And memele, you're not going to eat them because they're too hard, so you're going to have to burn them. But Eli Omart, but if you're going to say, like Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, that lav basar ninu, that the sinews in the neck are not considered basar, well then, lamulu sreifa, then why are we burning them? You only have to burn the meat, you know, like the food. If it's not food, then you don't have to burn it. As no, sir, or whatever. So, what's the deal, right? So, if Yudah Marav said that all of the Gidim are considered Basar, the exception being the ones in the neck, but if the one, but Mistama, our Mishnah, when it says Gidim, it's talking about the Gidim in the neck, because we know that you're not going to eat those because they're too hard, and yet we're saying that you have to burn them, so Mistama and Taka are considered Basar. So, says of Yehuda. Interesting. So Rav Chizda says that we talk and need it for Gidanoshe according to the opinion of Rav, of Rav Yehuda. So according to Rav Chizda, it's not talking about well, our Mishnah. When it says that the Gidim, you have to burn, it's talking about the Gidanoshe, so not in the neck, in the thigh. And according to Rav Yehuda, who says, the Tanya, as we learn in the Brisa, Rav Yehuda Omer says, Rav Yehuda, enunoig ele ba'achas, that there's only one Gidanasha that's also. In every animal, I guess there's two legs, apparently. And only the Gidanasha in one of those legs is going to be a problem. The Gidanasha in the other leg is, 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 is okay. Now the thing is, says Rabbi Yehuda, Vadas machras shoyomin. And it makes sense, it's logical to assume, well, technically it says adas machras, I don't know, the knowledge determines that it's talking about the right leg. 
Now, the, what, what, what the Gemara wants to assume for now is that we can't say for sure. What the Gemara wants to assume for now is what this means is that Hadas Machras is meaning we can't say for sure, but it's logical to assume for whatever reason that it's talking about the right leg. Now, therefore, it's a suffix, however. We can't say for sure. And therefore, you, ultimately, you're going to have to burn both Geranoshes. Now, only one of them is, is Osir, and the one that's Osir, so then, you know, you're not allowed to eat and you wouldn't have to burn. But the one, you know, if we're saying that there's only one Geranosha in the animal, but we don't know which leg it is, so therefore, you know, Lemaise, you burn both of them. So, Mimele, you're going to be burning one Geranosha, which you're allowed to eat, which is Basir. And when it says in the Mishnah, Gid, that you're going to be burning the sinews, what it's talking about is we know already in advance that one of the sinews of the Gid Anosha, that there are, you know, basically two of these sciatic nerves, I think they're called, there's two of them in the animal, but you're only going to end up burning, there's, there's two sciatic nerves, only one of them is Osir, but you're going to burn both of them because you don't know which one is the one that's Osir. Which means that by definition, one of the Gidanoshes or one of these nerves that you're going to be burning is actually kosher and is actually meat and you actually can eat it. Um, and you're going, but you're going to be burning it nonetheless out of a suffix. That's what Rav Chizda wants to say, that it's taka, this sinew that we're talking about is the Gidanosha. One of the, you know, the, 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 the suspected Gidanosha that isn't actually the Gidanosha. Right, let's read that again. The Tanis, we learned about Rabbi Omer says Rabbi Yudah in Unoig Elabachas. There's really only one Gedanosha in the animal. And we assume that it's talking about the right one, but we can't really know, and therefore you're going to have to burn both of them. Now, Velatif showed the Sapuke Mesapkele, the Rabbi So, let us learn from here that Rabbi Yudah is besafik about which leg the Gidan, the actual Gedanosha is in. So, Rashi points out that it's Taka Machlokas in Chulin, that the, Rabbi Yudah says this kind of cryptic statement of Hadas Machras Yomin, that the knowledge kind of like tells us that it's the right one. So there's two ways to understand it. Does that mean that Kilu, we don't know which one it is and we kind of assume that it's the right one, but we can't know for sure, in which case we would have to burn both of them in this case. But the other way to understand Hadas Machras is to say that meaning Mamish, that's what it is. Kilu, it's the right leg. We know for sure that it's the right leg. Now, Says, 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 uh, the Gemara, well, if what Rav Chizda is saying is correct, that we're saying that, that the nerves in the Mishnah is Davka the Giranosha, according to Rabbi Yehuda, and we're saying it's because he's Besafik, and we're not sure which one is which, and therefore you have to burn both of them, and Mimela, one of them that you're burning is going to be kosher, and you're gonna, but we know in advance that you're gonna have to burn it, because we're not sure which is which, well then, therefore, Tivshot, answer the question that we have in Masech Techulin about what exactly does Rabbi Yehuda mean, and say the Sapuke Mesapkele, the Rabbi Yehuda. That Rabbi Yehuda, when he says that, das machras, it means that he's not really sure, but he thinks it's the right one. The Mifshad Pshitale, because if he knows for sure that it's the right one, well then, well then, just eat the kosher one and throw away the non-kosher one. Why would you have to burn anything? Why do I need Sreifa? So from the fact that Rav Chizda is saying, it's the Gid according to Rabbi Yehuda, so that must mean that must come to answer the question in Chulin to say that Rabbi Yehuda means that he actually isn't sure which one is which. So that's the Gemara's Kasha. Meaning if we're saying it's Besafik, then we should have our answer to, 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 to Chulin. So Amr of Ika Barchinina Kigon Shehukru Levasof Nisarvum. So Vika Barchinina says no. You can still argue that what Rabbi Yehuda means 
is that mamish, it's the right leg. It's the, it's the giranosha of the right leg. The left one is completely kosher. Well, if that's the case, then why are you burning anything? Well, because they got mixed up. You mixed up the two giranoshas. So now, Mimele, you have to burn both of them. And one of them is going to be ochel that you're going to be burning. Ravashi, Omar says, Ravashi, lo nitzucha el lishamro the giranoshe. Says Ravashi, no, what we know that we're going to be burning in advance is the, the, meaning you can still say that Rebuta means the right leg, but still the fats surrounding the giranoshe, even though it's technically midoraisa ochel, we have a brace that says, the Tanya is, we learn in a brace, sham no mutter, viso kudoshime, vinogimbo iser, that the, Fats of the Giranoshe are Midoraisa Mutter. However, the Yidin are very, very holy, and therefore we don't eat even the fats surrounding the Giranoshe. And therefore, even though, so therefore you have these Gidim, i.e., the fats of the Giranoshe, that are going to end up being burnt because we have a Minig not to eat them. Ravina Amis is Ravina Bechitzon. Ravina says that it's that, right, that again, we know that Rabbi Yehuda is talking about the right leg, the Giranoshe and the right leg. But apparently, like in the Gidon Asher, there's like two kind of nerves or something. And we're talking about the outer one over here that we're going to be burning. There are two Gid, there are two of these like nerves. There's the inner one that is close to the bone. That one's Mamish Asher, Vichayav, and Olav. And you're going to be Chayav, I think you're going to be over and Alav, Chayav Malkus, I think. Now the outer one that is closer, I guess, to the outer leg. Um, so then, so then that is also midurabanon. We're not chayv malchus, but we don't eat it nonetheless, and that's what we're talking about—the gid that you're going to burn, that we know from advance that already you're going to be burning because we don't eat it. It's this outer one that's also midurabanon. All right, exciting time. So we don't necessarily have a solution. To the question about is Rabbi certain that it's the right leg or he thinks it's the right leg but he's not really sure. Alright, let's bring it home, Hever. You've been great so far. Let's, let, 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 let's bring it home to the next Mishnah and then I'll uh, dismiss you for Shabbos. So we said in the Mishnah that if the 16th day of Nisan is Shabbos, so then push it off another day and burn it on the 17th. But actually what the Gemara is going to be talking about is actually the reason why we don't burn the no, sir, on the 15th, on, on Yom Tif, right? Meaning, any meat of the Korban Pesach that you don't eat at, at, on Pesach night, so it's no, sir, you have to burn it, but you don't burn it on the 15th, you burn it on the 16th, right? You don't burn it on Yom Tif. The kasha is why? Why can't you just burn it on Yom Tif? Let's say that the mitzvah say the positive commandment of Pa'esh Tisrofu, burn the no, sir, should be docha elota, say, if not doing melacha on Yom Tif. So the says, I think this came up Taka already in Gemara Brachis and Daftes, I think. At least in the Rashi Darin. So the Pasuk says, Do not leave over the Korban Pesach until the morning. Whatever is left over till the morning, burn in fire. It says in that pasuk boker twice. You don't really need to say boker twice. You could have said boker once. Could have said boker. Why, why do you need it to say boker? Drop the second boker. Why do you need it to, to say that it's a second morning? Meaning, you're supposed to eat the korban pesach at night. Whatever is left over until the first morning, 
is already no, sir. But don't burn it yet. Burn it on the next morning, i.e. the morning of the 16th. Okay, so it's the Pasuk is teaching that, us that according to Chizkiah. Abaye, Omer says Abaye. Omer kra ola Shabbos b'Shabbato. As we learned the other day, ola schol b'Shabbos, ola schol b'yomtiv. That the Ola of Shabbos, the Korban Talmud is allowed to be brought on Shabbos, but not the Ola of the week, of weekdays on Shabbos, not the Olas of the weekdays on Yomtiv, i.e. Korbanus of the week cannot be offered on Shabbos or Yomtiv, and the Korban Pesach was slaughtered on before Yomtiv, right, during a weekday, on Erev Pesach. Therefore, you're not able to burn the noser of it if you can't burn Korbanus from the day on Yomtiv, and certainly you can't burn the noser of the Korbanus, the apostle parts of the Korbanus on Yomtiv. Okay. Rava Omar Omar Kra, the Pasuk says, Hulavadu that right it says by Yomtiv, that which you need for Ochel Nefesh, that you can make on Yomtiv, but Hulavadu, that alone you can be done for you. Huvlo Machshirov, it and not anything that could have done, been done before Yomtiv. Levado Vilomila Shlobazmana, Habami Kavachomer, and we learn out from the word Levado to the exclusion of Brismila that is not on its proper time, would not be Docha Yomtiv. And um Kavachomer that we learned about in Masechta Shabbos that you could make a logical argument from Tsaras to say that it, well if Mila is Docha well if Tsaras is Docha Avoda and Avoda is Docha Shabbos then Mila which is Docha Tsaras certainly should be Docha Shabbos. Um, so anyways we learn out from here that Mila Shalobazmana is Takanat Docha Shabbos and therefore um, burning Noser which is Kielu you didn't eat it on time and now it's kind of leftover so burning something which is not kind of in its proper time. Um, so then that would be similar to Mila Shlobazmana, and just like Mila Shlobazmana is not Docha Shabbos, also burning of the nose, so it wouldn't be Docha Shabbos. Ravashi Omar says, Ravashi Shabboson de Yomtiv, Esehu, Ben Ase, Docha Losaise So, meaning the initial question that we asked is, well, shouldn't Ase, Abaish Tisrofu, be Docha de Losase, if not doing Melachan Yomtiv? Well, it's true that Nase is Docha Lotase, but Nase is not Docha Alotase plus Nase. One asay can be docha one lotase. One asay cannot be docha a lotase that also has an asay with it. And therefore, in the context of Shabbos, not only does it say not to do malach, it also says Shabbaton. It's called Shabbaton, which we say is an asay. So that makes Yomtif um, um, an asay and a lotase. And the asay of Baish Tisrofu is not powerful enough to overrule the lotase plus asay of Yomtif. Well, what do you guys think about Daf Pei Gimel of Mesechta? Psachim, it was kind of interesting, right? Right. Let us review. We started off the daf with burning the Korban Pesach with, that has Tame or dead owners. So yesterday at the end of the day, we had the opinion of Rav Yosef, who says that the Machlokas between the Tanakama, who says that it requires Ibrat Surah, and Rav Yochanan Mabroka, who says that uh, Yisarif Miyad, Rav Yosef says that the Machlokas is Davka before Zerika Saddam. Um, since the Korban the, we never had an ability to be eaten but if it happened after the Zerika Saddam when there was a point when the Korban was able was Ra'u'il so then everyone agrees that it would require Ibrat Surah that was of Yosef yesterday we saw the opinion today of Rabbi Yochanan who says that the Machlokas is even after the Zerika Saddam Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka would still say that you can burn it immediately um, fine Rabba says that you can also add Rabbi uh, well, Rabbi Yochanan said that, that we know, it also makes sense for Rabbi Yochanan to say that because Rabbi Yochanan said that Rabbi Yochanan and Broka and Rabbi Nehemiah both agree that, um, both agree and the case of Rabbi Nehemiah had to do with Aaron bringing the Korban Chatas of, of Rosh Chodesh when he was in Onain, which is similar to 
the Korban Pesach when the blood was already thrown on the Mizbeach, and therefore um, it makes sense that Rabbi Yochanan is saying that um, the Machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yochanan and Broka is even after Zrika Saddam. Um, Rabbi says that you can also say that Rabbi Yosia Glili holds like um, Rabbi Yochanan and Broka based on how he learns out that um, the blood of a Korban Chatas is not allowed to be thrown on the... Um, if it goes into the Heichel, you have to burn the Korban, and therefore we want to say that blood is similar to um, the Bailim, and therefore if the when the blood of the Korban goes uh, into the Heichel, you burn the Korban immediately, so also we would say that if uh, the owners become Tameh, um, even after Zurika Saddam, you would burn the animal immediately. Um, Shimush bin Osa, that was an interesting sugya um, about the bones of a Corbin that have marrow in them and the marrow doesn't get, if it doesn't get eaten, they become no sir. So then do you have to burn the bones as well? Because they were sort of sorting, serving as a base for this no sir. Um, we ultimately were able to preserve that opinion. We all, we had a kasha on them, but we had the opinions of Rav Nachum Bar-Yitzchak and Rav Zvid who were able to explain um, that when we say that you do not have to burn the bones of Kachim, it was talking about specifically where the, um, either where the, marrow was already extracted or yeah basically talking about where the marrow was extracted the question was why would you have to burn the uh, bones of a korban pesach it's because even when the bones are extracted according to Nachum Bar Yitzchak um, even when the marrow was extracted you have to assume that since you can't break the bones when you're eating the korban pesach the marrow was extracted after the fact and if it's a problem Rosvid said it's talking about when uh, there were, the bones were broken at the top of the pile. We don't necessarily know what was going on in the bottom of the pile, so you'd have to search the whole pile since maybe, since you can't break the bones of the Korban Pesach. But, um, ultimately we're able to preserve the opinion that there is an issue of Shimush Benosar, which is interesting. Um, burning the sinews of a Korban Pesach. So the first way to understand that was that the sinews that we're talking about is the sinews in the neck. Um, but then we had the opinion of Rav Chizda who says it's Taka talking about the Giranoshe, which then um, opened up the discussion about, okay, what about the Giranoshe? So we're saying it has to be a daf according to Rabbi Yehuda. One way to understand is that what Rabbi Yehuda is besafik about if it's the right leg or the left leg, so if we have to burn both sinews, both um, suspected Giranoshes, which means that Mamela, one of them is actually the kosher one, so you're going to be burning that one. Uh, the other way to understand it is that no. Rabbi knows for sure that it's the right sinew. According to Ravika Brabchanina, uh, they got mixed up together and therefore you have to burn both of them. According to Rav Ashi, it's Taka talking about the fats, that um, the fats are Midoraisa permitted, but we're going to burn them anyways. Um, and therefore we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to burn them because Midoraisa they're permitted, but we're not going to eat them Midorabonon. Ravina says it's Taka talking about the outer sinews because apparently there's like two sinews there, two nerves there. Um, one of them is only also the outer one is also midirabon, and we burn, we know that we're going to have to burn that. And then we qu- ask the question of why do you have to wait until the 16th of Nisan in order to burn the Nosar? Why can't you do it on the 15th? And we saw that Chizkiah says, well, it says in the pasuk Boker twice to be referring to the bo- the morning of the 16th as opposed to the 15th. Abaye says that well, it's from the pasuk that says that olas Shabbos b'Shabato that you only are allowed to burn the korban tamid, the tamid of Shabbos on Shabbos, but not weekday korbanos on Shabbos, and. Um, the Korban Pesach was slaughtered during the week, right on Arab Pesach. And Rava says that, um, well, just like Mila Shalobizmana is not Docha Shabbos or Docha Yomtev, so also um, no sir, which is left over and not eaten at its proper time, you can't burn on Shabbos or Yomtev. And Rava Ashi says 
Um, it's in a, right, while, yes, the assay of Ba'ish Tisrofu would be able to be Doche one Lota assay of Losa Asse of not to do Melacha on Yom Tif, but it wouldn't be Doche Lota assay plus an assay, and in the context of Yom Tif, there's also Shabbaton, which is an assay. There was a lot of stuff on the Afpe Gimel. I hope you enjoyed the lots of bunch of stuff. Have a great Shabbos. Peace out.